Hey, all you beautiful, beautiful people. Welcome to episode number five of the Grit Fitness and Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Sanchez, and today we're going to talk about something that um, should be universally done and loved throughout the fitness community, but unfortunately, it's not. And we're talking about your warm-up. Um, and a warm-up should be something that is just automatically included. It's like when you get into your car, you know to put on your seatbelt, check your mirrors, and then you're good to go. Well, your workouts are no different when you go into your workout, whether it be running Pilates, weightlifting, lacrosse, whatever it may be. You know, warm-up is you checking your mirrors and putting on your seatbelt. You're you're literally making sure you're in the safest environment and position to go about doing whatever it is that you're about to go do. But unfortunately, too many people view the warm-up the same way I view um, recipe websites with 15 paragraphs before the actual recipe. Like, is that not the most annoying thing? in the world or is it just me you know you google chicken cacciatore but sharon wants to talk about how her trip to the farmer's market was and how oh the lemon zest really brings me back to a simpler time shit what the shut up i don't what i don't care what do i preheat my oven to shut like i hope your website it gets canceled or whatever happens to websites when it gets taken down just for putting me through that. Just show me the friggin' website, the, the recipe. Jeez, like getting off track. But anyway, you know, some people, they look at a warm up and they're like, you know, I, jungle cats don't warm up before they take down a kill. So why do I need to warm up before I'm about to bust out this set of bench press? You know what I mean, bro? <laughs> Um, no. So there is a reason why you warm up. You just don't warm up because fitness professionals say so. And it's just something that your parents told you you should do before you start working out. There's actually a few, you know, physiological things that are happening to your body when you are warming up, which is why you don't want to skip it before you actually get into your warm up. So, you know, some of the things that are going to happen when you warm up, things that are going to happen to your body is number one, just the overall kind of arching theme is it's prepping your body for movement, for whatever type of movement you are about to put it through. The warm up is going to make sure you do a better and safer job of that when you actually get to that. So it's, I always use the car analogy. You know, you would never in the dead of winter for, especially for all our East Coast listeners, uh, I don't know about the West Coast guys out there if they can relate, but. You would never get into your car in the dead of January, start it, immediately shift it into gear, and then just floor it and go from zero to 60. Like, that's a fantastic way to do something bad to your car. I'm not a mechanic, but that's pretty stupid. Um, and you wouldn't do the same thing with your body, you know? Like, it would not be smart, especially if you're getting up there in age and you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s plus. You know, you wouldn't just go out and do a full-on 100% max effort sprint without doing something beforehand. Like, that's that's a good way to pull a hammy. And you don't want to do that and have yourself out for an extended period of time. So, warm-ups are just a good way to prep your body for movement. Now, getting a little bit more detailed into things. The warm-up is the chance to increase your muscle and your overall body temperature. And what this does is when your body temperature is elevated, same thing with your the muscle tissue, is it actually um, enhances the speed 
and the efficiency of which your muscles can contract and relax. Um, and this is especially important for improving performance and, you know, just for overall safety for when you're actually going through whatever it is that you're doing, the ability for a muscles to relax and contract, um, is a fantastic way to, you know, enhance power production, um, improve muscle elasticity, and all of these things can actually improve your, um, speed of movement, your strength, and your ability to basically kick ass and take names. So it's also going to improve the um, oxygen transportation within the body, meaning your body is going to be more, uh, more efficient at transporting sweet oxygen to your muscles to get them to perform at a higher level for longer durations, which could also help improve muscular endurance. So you really want to kind of focus on getting the body temperature, the, the, the tissues, um, the temperatures elevated because it's really going to come across in your performance and your just overall safety. Now, another thing kind of going along with that same thing that's going to happen is that your blood vessels are going to dilate. And what this does is it increases the blood flow to your working muscles. And what that will do is it actually decreases the stress on your old ticker there, your heart. Um, so it's not pumping away like a hamster on a wheel, you know, just losing its mind trying to get blood to your working muscles. Those blood, uh, blood vessels will actually dilate because your body's smart and it wants to perform at the highest level possible. Um, so I would use a car analogy here, but I don't know anything about cars. So there's extra pistons firing or there's more gaskets open. I don't know. Did I just show how stupid I am? Probably. Uh, but you know what? I'm a uh, fitness expert, not a car expert. Sue me. So uh, that's going to be another main reason why you're going to want to warm up. Get those blood vessels dilated. Uh, another benefit to warm up is it's going to increase your joint range of motion. Um, and this is because of the increase in body temperature. Um, some of the changes you have going on, uh, neurally, meaning your, your brain is actually, um, you know, sending better messages to your muscles, recruiting more motor units, muscle fibers, whatever you want to do. It's actually doing a better job of, um, recruiting those guys. So it'll allow you to reach um, or go through a bigger range of motion. And this is especially true if you've done some foam roller or maybe some breathing drills before your warm up, as this can kind of unlock your nervous system, as that can serve as a quote unquote, uh, you know, emergency break uh, that you would need to kind of remove before any type of um, activity, weightlifting, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, increased range of motion is basically just going to allow your body to achieve its full range of motion, it's full movement potential. And when you train through bigger ranges of motion, that basically means that you're um, going to be stronger through these bigger ranges of motion. You know, I'm, I'm speaking specifically to weightlifting now, but you know, same thing can apply to sprinting or gymnastics or whatever it may be. When you're actively working your muscles through a bigger ranges of motion, bigger ranges of motion translates to overall stronger. And that means you basically retain your youth and your health for longer uh, periods of time. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're looking to stay independent and mobile well into your golden years, like, you know, being able to control your joints in a bigger range of motion is going to be 
of the utmost importance. Um, it's going to be pretty vital. Uh, now, you know, kind of on a hormonal level, there's a lot of changes that are also going on during your warm up. So you have hormones such as cortisol and epinephrine that are, you know, helping regulate energy production and um, they can make carbohydrates and fatty acids more available for energy production. So it basically just means that you're better at burning the right types of fuel because you've gone through the proper steps and you've actually taken the time to warm up. And now on top of that, what you're also doing for a warm-up, especially depending on how you structure it and what you're doing, is you're priming your nervous system. Um, so basically what that means is, uh, let's say you want to do something explosive like sprint or jump because you're about to play basketball or something like that. Your warm-up will basically allow you to shift from fourth gear to fifth gear instead of going from first to second to third to fourth to fifth and then, you know, it just takes a lot longer to get it going. Um, so that's going to be another, you know, main reason why you're going to want to uh, take the time to actually go through a proper warm up. And then last but not least, it's going to give you a chance to, in the words of Todd Durkin, if you don't know who that is, you should look him up, Mr. Motivation himself, is it's time to get your mind right. Um, so you can use this time, this warm up to, you know, clear your mind of any clutter or any uh, stress that you got going on. You can increase your focus. You can go through some positive imagery of you literally kicking ass and going through the movements and, you know, telling yourself that this is going to be an amazing workout. Um, and it's actually been proven that doing stuff like that can actually translate big time into, you know, the overall effectiveness of your workout. A lot of athletes will actually go through this type of thing uh, before a game of actually, you know, envisioning themselves making the shot over and over and over and over and over and over. And then when it times to actually, or when it comes time to actually take that shot, you know, shocker, they sink it, swish, they win the championship, get the girl, win the trophy, do all that good stuff. Um, so those are just some of the, you know, potential benefits of warming up and why you don't want to skip out on it. Like you are not a jungle cat in the safari hunting wild gazelle. Okay. You're Todd. Like you need to warm up. You're just some dude from New Jersey. Like take the time. Don't be stupid. Like enhance your workout. Take the time. It only takes 10 minutes. And what we're going to get into now, the whole 10 minute part is it really shouldn't take longer than 10 minutes. So we're going to run through some of the guidelines that your warm up should adhere to for when you go about actually doing it because you're not going to skip it anymore because you're not stupid. Right, Todd? Okay. So the first guideline that you're going to want to go through is don't overdo it. Okay. Don't be that guy in the corner of the gym who's warming up for 45 minutes. Okay. Like you're not, you're not an actor getting paid by a studio to work out. You have other obligations. You have stuff going outside of the gym. So, I mean, like if you're, if your workout warm up included takes longer than 90 minutes, you need to reevaluate pr your priorities. Like, honestly, um, you're not hashtag grinding or, you know, beast mode. Like you're stupid. Like get out of the gym. What are you, what are you doing? Are you getting paid to be there? No, you're probably, I bet a large sum of money that you're not being paid to be there. So just get it over with. Like a warm up should take no longer than 10 minutes. Maybe, you know, push it a little bit more if you're a little bit older and you want to take the time to actually make sure your body can do the things it wants to do. But like, you know, 12 to 15 minutes max. Don't overdo it. 
And, you know, some of the things that you could be doing during these warmups are, um, you know, some, some basic foam rolling of all the trouble spots that you might go through. So maybe your hip flexors or your quads or, you know, the bottoms of your feet or your, your pecs or, you know, it's going to be different for every single person, depending on what you do and, you know, your injury history and all that good stuff. But some simple foam rolling, you know, five minutes of that, maybe you do like a couple breathing resets where you focus on good diaphragmatic breaths and you kind of, um, you know, realign some things via some good breathing. And then from there, you want to select eight to 10 movements, you know, maybe a little bit more. Um, again, this is just a guideline of some areas to mobilize so your body has a few areas that are meant for mobility so they're meant to be able to move and go through these large ranges of motion and those spots that you want to mobilize specifically are number one the ankles number two the hips and number three is the thoracic spine so your thoracic spine is basically your mid spine right in between your two shoulder blades those three areas are meant to be very mobile when they become tight shit falls apart to just put it bluntly other stuff will go wrong um, when those things are not able to move like they should be doing so you want to address you know some mobility drills to make sure you're getting those guys moving through ranges of motion uh, large ranges of motion full ranges of motion Um, and then kind of yin to the yang You have areas that you want to create stability or you want to stabilize. So those areas are knees, lumbar spine, and the shoulder. Um, And, you know, kind of conversely for the areas that you want to mobilize, these are the areas that um, you want to have as much stability as possible. You want to make sure that they are, you know, locked in, not loose, not moving around or anything like that. Because when these areas move around too much or, you know, they, they have insufficient stability to keep everything aligned and in place, again, shit falls apart. So you can imagine if you have tight ankles and tight hips, but you've also got unstable knees and shoulders, you are basically just a walking ball of you're a train wreck. Like I was going to say something horrible, but there might be children listening. Uh, you've got work to do is basically what I'm saying. And then from there you have areas that you want to, uh, quote unquote activate. Um, you know, I know some people hate that word that you can't activate a muscle, but think of it more of like a, um, like a dimmer switch for a light. So, you know, you can have very dim lights, you can have very bright lights. This is the time to take that dimmer and turn it up and blind someone. So the areas that you want to activate, you know, your glutes and your hips, your core, which is a very broad term, um, and your upper back. Now, the thing about the term core is basically upper back and glute are thrown in, um, to that kind of all-encompassing word. So, you know, as long as you're doing something to warm up your your glutes, maybe you're doing a couple hip bridges or some band work, um, uh, you know, some um, hip abductions or something like that, and then you're doing some, you know, shoulder retractions or some upper band work, band pull-aparts or something like that, you're going to hit your core kind of indirectly. And then maybe throw in like a few planks or side planks or loaded carry, something like that. Um, 
those are the areas that you want to ev evacuate. Jeez, idiot. Those are the areas that you want to activate. So again, you want to mobilize your ankles, hips, and thoracic spine. You want to stabilize your knees, lumbar spine, and shoulder. You want to activate your glutes, your core, and your shoulders. Um, so once you've got all that going on, you know, you, you make sure you want to include multiple planes of motion. So I think that's one of the big mistakes a lot of people make is that they just, they stay in one plane of motion the entire time. It's just front to back, front to back. When in reality, your body is meant to turn, rotate, twist, do all sorts of things in all sorts of planes of movement. And remember, if you don't use it, you lose it. So, you know, you might not be doing, um, something in that plane of motion during your warm up. But again, you are prepping your body for movement and you want to be able to retain that movement until you're 95. You want to be that old, old guy or old gal in the street, you know, doing human flags on the stop sign. And then they make a meme of you. That's you. That should be your goal from here on out. Um, you also want to, you know, mimic speeds and movements that are going to kind of translate to your session. So if you're going to be doing a heavy squatting session, you should probably do some squats. If you are going to be shuffling and sprinting, you should probably do some shuffles and some sprints. You know, this is common sense, but again, common sense ain't that common. So um, movements and speeds that are going to mimic your session. So that means if you're going to be jumping and sprinting, you should probably do some ramp up sets of like some fast jogs into some slow sprints into some 90% sprints. Again, you need to prime your nervous system. We talked about that earlier. Um, and all of this should have you breaking a light sweat. Um, so if you're not kind of, you know, lightly sweating, per, you know, you got a little glisten going on to you, you're moist a little bit. I know a lot of people don't like that word moist. Does that bother you guys when I say moist? It probably does for some of you. Um, but anyway, break a light sweat. And then maybe, you know, during all this, you throw in some specific corrective movements that are catered to you and your body. So you don't want to fall into the trap of doing 15 corrective movements during your, um, during your warm up because then it basically turns into a glorified, um, physical therapy session. Uh, I had a brain fart there for a second. Uh, it basically turns into a glorified physical therapy session. And then before you know it, it's 45 minutes have passed. So maybe you pick like the one, two, maybe three that are very specific for you because you know, you need them and you can throw them in, um, which will help enhance your movement capabilities, your performance, your overall health, whatever it may be. And then personally, I like it when warm-ups flow quite nicely so if anyone's ever worked with me or you've seen my stuff you know that I personally like to do it so that everything usually starts from a lying position and then a side lying position um, and then you work up to your knees and then you stand up on your feet and then you get to moving um, so like for example maybe you do like a bird dog a spider-man stretch a side plank dead bug hip bridge, inchworm, squat, lunge. So you, you basically went from a quadruped position, hands and knees, to lying down, to kneeling, I forget what I said already, and then into a standing. Um, and then if you have anything that involves moving, you would do that afterwards. And then, you know, just a general rule of thumb for warm-ups in general is you want to start slow, you want to end up fast. Um, so, you know, again, don't just hop in the car, so to speak, and floor it. You know, you got to kind of work up to it a little bit. You got to throw, you know, throw in a little, uh, foreplay for your body. You can't just go for the goods 
right out of the gate. That's a good way to ruin a lot of things. Innuendo. Um, and then, for the most part, you want to go from general to specific. So, you know, you want to don't start your warm-up by doing, you know, half-kneeling external rotations in the scapular plane because that's very specific to, like, one teeny tiny you know, little muscle, or don't start with something that's like, you know, super specific to the activity that you're about to be doing, you know, go through some overall good things that are good for your body, and then get into the specifics, you know, the stuff that's a little bit faster, um, the stuff that's going to translate a little bit more closely to what is that you're about to do. Um, now, if you guys are a little bit confused as to, you know, okay, this is all great, but that was a lot, and I still don't know what the hell is going on, feel free to check out, um, you know, our YouTube page. There's a couple, um, I think there may be one or two videos on there. It's like a sample warm-up, and it shows a nice flow of everything that we kind of just went through. And again, it's just one of many. It's not the only thing that you can be doing for a warm-up. But, uh, you know, it's just a good example. So if, you, if you'd like to see that, uh, go to the YouTube page. It might be on the website. I'm not 100% sure. Um, just search for warm-up, and it, you should be able to pull it up. There's also a couple infographics on our Instagram that will help dive into this a little bit more. Um, unfortunately, there's no direct link to that. You just kind of have to search for it. Or maybe there is. I don't know how to put things in show notes yet. I'm still learning. Um, but if you have any questions on this or maybe you're a little confused on how can you enhance your specific warm-up um, and cater it to your specific goals, don't be afraid to reach out to us. You know, Shoot us a direct message on Instagram, Facebook, or send us an email at gritfitperform at gmail.com or just visit our website, gritfitnessandperformance.com. And until next time, you guys stay safe. Go kiss your moms this weekend because it is Mother's Day coming up. And um, I will catch you guys on the next episode. So stay safe, stay healthy, and go warm up. Don't skip it because I will find you if you don't. And um, I'm just kidding. I'm not that creepy.